Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember. Last year, I set off on a reading adventure I called My Year of Fiction, choosing a specific genre or theme in adult fiction for 12 months of reading. Discovering so many new genres and authors to read was amazing, but also bewildering. I gave up my structured approach after completing my year-long reading project, but after a month or so of picking up books at random, I realized I needed to find structure in my reading life again. The right framework frees up my reading life, keeping me focused on enjoying the book in my hand, instead of feeling pressured to pick up the next shiny new read, or distracted by the hundreds of other titles on my TBR lists. That's why in this new season, I wanted to detail specific ways I approach my reading life. I hope my reading journey helps you find what works for you. This is Season 2, Episode 5 of Reading Like an Adult, and in this episode, I'm going to share my reading life wish list goals and aspirations for my reading life that I hope will help inspire yours. Reading life goal number one, I want to read more audiobooks. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, I struggle with listening comprehension. I understand words far more quickly when I'm able to see them on a page. Audiobooks intimidate me because I know they'll take me much longer to read versus a printed book. They also require some upfront work to figure out how the app works, how to download and listen, etc., and for a long time I couldn't seem to get over that hurdle. But sometimes listening to a story adds so much to the experience that it's worth taking the extra time to read it on audio. I started dabbling in audiobooks over the past year, and I've listened to a few titles since then without really getting excited about a listening experience versus a reading in print experience. The one that finally made the medium click for me was Nine Perfect Strangers by Leon Moriarty. This specific read was the perfect gateway to enjoying audiobooks. I loved Caroline Lee's narration with a distinct voice for each character, and I found myself excited every time I had a chance to listen. The pacing was also exactly right, in my opinion, for an audiobook. Fast enough to get that page-turning effect and to keep me excited and listening for what happened next, but also slow enough for me to get to know the characters and follow the story without having to rewind. One caveat... I've learned that I have to be very, very careful about which audiobooks I pick up and when and where I start reading them. There's something a little terrifying about seeing the hours you've invested in a read spelled out. Once you know you're six hours into a book, it's hard to put it down, even if it's not the right one for you. I got to the 50% mark with one read and immediately knew I didn't really want to finish it, but I kept going because I'd already invested so much time. Dear reader, please don't do this. It's better to invest your time into finding your next read. I also realized that I need to be completely focused on an audiobook when I start it. The best listening time for me is my commute. I started trying to read The Switch by Beth O'Leary on audio while I was cleaning the house one day. The Switch alternates perspectives between a grandmother and a granddaughter who decide to switch places for a couple of months with one heading out to the countryside and the other living it up in London. It's cozy yet thoughtful, with hilarious adventures and great character development. I especially love the character of Eileen. The first time I started listening, I stopped almost right away because I was two minutes in and already confused. I also struggled at first with one of the narrators because she talked fast, but I restarted it several days later while I was driving my familiar commute and had no other distractions, and I loved it. I even slowed down the audio speed to below normal speed for the first half hour or so of reading, and then put it back to normal speed once I got acclimated to the characters and the story. 
Now on to my second reading life goal, a better system for passing on books that I've either read and likely won't reread in the future, or that I've never gotten around to reading and don't want to keep on my shelves any longer. I'm sure every reader knows that familiar feeling of book guilt about a read you just know you'll never get around to, or the shiny new book you just had to have and paid full price for that just wasn't worth it because it wasn't the right fit for you. Don't keep those books around, distracting you from choosing your next read and or infusing guilt into your reading life. I found a combination approach of giving books away to friends who also love to read and then taking whatever they don't need to the local used bookstore to trade in. Anything the bookstore doesn't want goes to the goodwill. My reading life goal number three is related. I've resolved, yet again, to stick to library books for my reads, unless there's a book that I really want to support and could see myself rereading. Buying every book I'm excited about gets expensive really fast. This goal also helps a lot with navigating my TBR list and choosing my next read because it limits me to the library's selection. Disclaimer, please know that I'm very lucky in my county library system. It's rare for me to look up a book I want to read and not find it either available to reserve or on order. But that little bit of limitation helps me say, okay, book one from my TBR isn't available from the library, but book two is, so I'm definitely picking book two as my next read. My next two reading life wishlist entries go hand in hand. Goal four is to keep a reading journal. I'm really excited about this one. I love to read, but one of the downsides of being a voracious reader is that you're processing a lot of story really fast. I want a space to jot down the sentences that speak to me and to give myself enough notes to look back on the next time I'm reevaluating my reading list and trying to figure out what's working and what needs to change. I love being given a format and structure, so I'm starting with Anne Bogle's My Reading Life, a book journal, and I'm already calling 2022 my reading journal year. I'm excited to see how recording my favorite reading moments in my journal and giving myself notes I can reflect on later expands and deepens my reading life. Reading life goal five is slow down. This wishlist item complements the reading journal goal because both are about reflecting more on what I'm reading and giving myself time to process the stories I'm taking in. I've spent the last three years or so catching up on a whole world of reading that I didn't know existed, devouring books and finding new authors I love and enjoying being in the know when it comes to the latest buzzy titles. But I also love to read because it fuels my writing life, and I think my breakneck reading pace needs to slow down for a while to give me more time to gather and mull over the creative fodder for my reading life that I need in order to keep writing. Slowing down is also part of reading goal number six. I want to give myself time to go back and reread some of my favorite books. I keep thinking about childhood favorites I want to reread. The Emily Trilogy by Ella Montgomery, The Freddy's Series by Walter R. Brooks, Homer Price by Robert McCloskey. My favorite books from my childhood and teenage years are part of me in a special way, and I want to give myself time to revisit that part of myself and my reading life. I love picking up the latest read that everyone is talking about, but I don't want to spend all my reading time in the shiny and new. I've made progress in the last few months on some of these reading goals, and I have a specific plan for next year for a few more but I still have no idea how to accomplish reading goal number seven, be part of a book club. I think the term book club can and should be defined in a way that works for you. I've never done well with the book club format where everyone is reading the same thing, partly because I like to choose my next read for myself, 
and partly because I've already dreamed up my own reading themes and personal reading lists, and any outside assignments might disrupt the structure I've put into place. But I long for a bookish community where I can talk about the reads that excite me and learn about books that wouldn't have crossed my radar otherwise. As obsessed as I am with books and the reading life, I know I can't cover everything on my own. Another reader will absolutely be able to point me to a great read I wouldn't have found. I think my ideal book club space is one where we all meet semi-regularly and talk about what we're reading and watching, and what is and isn't working for our reading lives. It would also definitely involve regular book swaps, which I think is the ideal system for passing on books. So to recap, here's my list of seven reading goals. Listening to more audiobooks. Creating a system to pass on books I no longer need on my shelf at home. Sticking to library books as a rule, with exceptions for the books I want to support with pre-orders and I'm sure I want to own. Keeping a reading journal in the coming year. Slowing down in my reading life. Making time to reread old favorites. And... Finding the perfect cozy book club space where I can talk about my favorite current reads with friends, whatever that looks like. I hope this episode gives you ideas for what you need next in your reading life. If you want to add to this list, or if you've had similar goals and would like to share your experience and or successes, please reach out to Reading Adult on Twitter. Thanks for listening. You can visit readinglikeanadult.com for the show notes with all the titles mentioned in this episode. If you're interested in reading recommendations from me, personalized for you and delivered to your inbox, you can check out my Substack newsletter, People Who Like Things. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordani Karma, and I'm glad you could join me on this reading journey. You can revisit older episodes of Reading Like an Adult on the website. I'm working on future seasons of this podcast and hope to bring you more reading fun soon. Spoiler alert, one upcoming season will follow me keeping a reading journal for the first time. Another season will focus on building a reading wheelhouse, one that's specific enough to be unique to your reading tastes, interests, and goals, but also broad enough to give you the variety you need for a well-developed reading life. I hope you'll join me for those adventures. In the meantime, happy reading.